Clinton Street Theater. The holiday comic spectacle of Artists on Parade features 20 Portland comic artists who will read their works. The event also features live cello heavy metal, sing-alongs, treats, and more. Again, that's the holiday comic spectacle of Artists on Parade on Thursday, December 13th, 7 p.m. at the Clinton Street Theater, 2522 Southeast Clinton Street in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio is proud to co-sponsor Fiesta Flamenca Navidenia on December 16th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Alberta Abbey in Portland. Fiesta Flamenca Navidenia features traditional holiday songs, student and espacio flamenco company performances, and a flamenco sing-along. There will also be snacks and beverages. Again, that's Fiesta Flamenca Navadena on Sunday, December 16th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Alberta Abbey, 126 Northeast Alberta Street in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Well, guess what, cats and kitties? It's 10 a.m. on KBOO Portland, and we're going to be hearing from Valley Views. One whole year of Valley Views from the bountiful Willamette Valley in Corvallis. That's right. We're going to round out the hour with most of yesterday's flashpoints via KPFA in Berkeley and the Pacifica Network. We thank our siblings in struggle for sharing that with us. Regional solidarity, y'all. At 11 o'clock, a radio geekly looks back at the life of publisher Stan Lee, visits the local holiday craft fair, Geek the Halls, and a visit to the D&D pop-up tavern, Orcs, Orcs, Orcs. All of this is possible only with your support. That's right. The membership of the KBOO Foundation. For uh, those passive listeners who have not made that hard left turn into active membership in the KBOO Foundation, you have a unique opportunity to remedy that oversight at kboo.fm. Or you can, um, if you prefer, we can be a little patient. We can wait until uh, next week when you will uh, give us a call during our holiday mini drive where we will come to you live and direct and give you the opportunity to chat briefly with like-minded folks who have given of their time and energy to help you give of your checkbook. Stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, here is... We're going to hear Valley Views in a moment, right after I remind you of uh, some other of our friends and neighbors who have gotten involved in a way that makes sense for them. Because, I, as always, I am, as always, gratified, honored, privileged, as well as contractually obligated to remind you that support for KBOO programming comes from Darkside Cinema in Corvallis. Open every night, featuring independent, foreign, and art house films. The Dark Side is located at 215 Southwest 4th Street between Madison and Jefferson. More information and showtimes available online at darksidecinema.com. And if hearing about 4th Street and Madison and Jefferson confused you because you live in Portland, remember, that's in Corvallis. Anyway, here is Valley Views after one whole year.
Hi, I'm Dale Holiday coming to you from Corvallis, Oregon in the bountiful Willamette Valley. Welcome to my show, Valley Views, a forum for sharing relevant topics relating to people and issues in the Willamette region. Hey, folks. Hey, this is my one year and one month and a few days anniversary show with Valley Views on KBU Radio. On today's show, I'll talk about what it's been like to host a show this past year, along with other observations and opinions I'd like to share. Now, I'd like to first talk about how I discovered KBU and why I like it. In 2013, I moved to Corvallis from Washington State's the North Olympic Peninsula. It was a move done in stages using multiple car trips over a period of time. The trip usually took eight hours each way because I do the speed limit and I stop at just about every rest stop to stretch my legs, give my eyes a break, and pry my fingers off the steering wheel that I tend to grip while I'm driving on I-5. During those trips, I tried to avoid Portland commuter traffic, which is pretty much around the clock. So I'd leave the peninsula around 5 a.m. in order to hit the Portland greater metro area around 10-ish or 11-ish. Despite my efforts, I'd often find myself in a traffic jam, delayed and just crawling. I discovered KBU during one of these trips and it saved my sanity while sitting in traffic, especially during those broiling summer days of heat and roadway glare. I loved tuning into KBU. The hosts sound like real people, not some slick media types. And they talk about issues that matter to me in real voices, expressing emotion and passion. I thought how fun it would be to be a part of KBU broadcast, but I didn't actively pursue that notion at the time. I had lots of things on my plate already. Plus, I lived in Corvallis and didn't quite know how that could work to do a show based in Portland. But as luck or fate would have it, in the summer of 2017, I happened to be listening to KBU one evening when the new development person named Becky expressed her interest in doing a listener tour in both Corvallis and in Hood River. She was brand new to the area, had never been to Corvallis, and knew of no place to hold such a meeting. My husband, Max, said, you should call her. I agreed, so I did, immediately. Max and I told Becky that we'd find a place for her, the Corvallis listening tour, although at the time we had no idea where that would be. But we followed through, because that's the kind of people we are. We get things done to try and build community. Not bragging, not grandstanding, just the fact. Anyway, about 25 folks showed up for that meeting, and someone, not me, 
suggested that Kebu should do a show about the Willamette Valley. Becky took that idea back to Kebu, and about three or four weeks later, everyone who had attended that listening meeting was sent an email asking if they'd like to create a Willamette Valley-based show. So guess what? I was the only one who stepped up, or even responded, so the show was mine. So how does this magic happen? Well, in September 2017, I began learning how to create my KBU show, Valley Views. My first show aired on Friday, November 3rd, 2017. I utilized local cable access equipment to record and edit the interviews. Uh, Chad Howard there has been very helpful in getting me hooked up with the equipment, and he's provided technical support from time to time. Erin at KBU was kind enough to show me how to edit a show and put it to music. Now, it took me about two seconds to say that, edit a show and put it to music. I'm telling you, it took me about five months to really learn it and do it on my own. My first editing job that I did all the way through from recording to editing to putting it with music took me more than four hours. Yes, over four hours for a 15 minute show. It entailed many mistakes, missteps, oh my gods, oh no's, words I can't use on the air, and from time to time just sitting down with my head between my hands to keep it from exploding. Erin helped with editing and putting the show to music and calming my nerves while I learned the process in those five months before I was able to master it on my own. Other KBU staff stepped up too. Derek uploaded at least my first two or three program descriptions to the website for me and he even provided some graphics for the shows until I was schooled in where to find public domain pictures that I could use. And that was extremely helpful. Jenka, a website guru, helped me with missteps and glitches I had during my learning curve of getting my show description and graphics uploaded to the KBU website. That, in a nutshell, is how the magic happens. Now I'm gonna take a little step back to something I said earlier. Um, I'd like to unpack it, as they say. What I said a few minutes ago when I referred to the refreshing real voices of KBU show hosts um, and why I like the tone of it. That's my naked, unapologetic dig at NPR that I have not been able to stomach for many, many months now. Why? Due to the many cutesy stories, the fluff feel-good pieces, and the dreaded TED Talks. I hate TED Talks. And if you hear my kitty cat in the distance, he hates TED Talks too. <laughs> Frankly, I've never heard a TED Talk that was more relevant or wiser than any common sense wisdom that I heard from just about every elder I knew growing up. 
In fact, the TED Talks don't even come anywhere close to that wisdom. And why are TED Talks predominantly voices from white males? Well, that's a rhetorical question, folks. I know that answer. And if you don't, I really don't have time or the desire to try and educate you in these next few minutes. And I have a problem with the voices and tone of the NPR host. To me, they sound abnormally measured and muted, like they're on Thorazine, or I guess, you know, Valium or something like that. Don't get too excited. Don't show emotion or passion. White women and white men with those soft, I'm telling you a bedtime story to soothe you to sleep voices. They're so non-offensive. It gives me the creeps. It's a tone used by the privileged that what me worry, what me hurry, casual tone of the comfortably retired or those with the connections that provide a substantial social safety network assuring that they will never be out of work or take a job below their social status. Individuals are losing, perhaps already lost, the ability to speak with passion in these good old United States for fear of being accused of being hostile, aggressive, and dangerous, or at the very least, uppity, a label that comes with its own list of burdens. I'm a black woman. My brothers and sisters like to express ourselves. The artificial attempt to keep expression flatlined has the effect of us more lively types of not being heard and being accused of being angry when we're not. I don't care for that. And actually, it's not just black folks. I mean, I'll talk about black folks because I'm a black woman, but it's not just black folks who have expressive ways of communicating. My Portuguese and Italian friends back in the northeast of this country fall into the same category. Communicating and expressive, colorful language and tone. You know, people who are alive and unafraid to share opinion and display emotion. So I'd like to conclude now to say that, you know, I, I need to find some way to end this episode. I'll give a thank you to my audience members who have tuned in over this past year and to those who have emailed me with your impressions, thoughts, and stories. I'm happy and proud to be a part of the KBU family since fall of 2017. And I look forward to joining you again next week when I plan to talk about possible format changes that I'm considering along with the various transitions that have occurred in my life over this past year that have resulted in my reassessment of aspects of the political and cultural nature of the Willamette Valley. Where do I go from here? Well, this is an ever-evolving adventure, so I guess you'll have to stay tuned. Thanks for joining me, folks. You've been listening to Valley Views. I'm your host, Dale Holliday, and I'd love to hear from you. Comments, questions, ideas for future topics, or other matters you would like explored. Email me at valleyviews at That's V-A-L-L-E-Y 
B-I-E-W-S at kboo.org. Special thanks to Chad Howard from Corvallis Access Media for his technical assistance and support. I look forward to being with you again next time. And remember, as Doctor Who once said, I'm not in charge, but I'm full of ideas. Bye. Flashpoints, we remember George 